Hello and a big welcome to the Lean Girl Podcast, your place for motivation and mindset mastery on your fitness and your fat loss journey. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. We are so happy to have you here. If you are a frequent listener and you have come back for more, I know that today is going to add just another tool in your fat loss toolbox. Today's one is so relevant to the festive and the new year season where everyone is celebrating and indulging and guess what? They want you to be indulging and celebrating alongside them. And perhaps throughout this year you've added some new healthy habits into your life that you want to stay consistent with. The problem Often our friends and our family are not as supportive as we would love them to be. And it's like when you're heading to that bra and everyone's like, come on, girl, have that extra drink. Come on, you've got to have granny's pudding. Please, you've come on, don't be boring. You've got to have another whatever, bowl of chips or whatever. And unfortunately, this can offer a bit of resistance, right? A bit of resistance between you and the other person. And perhaps it could even convince you to sway from the healthy habits that you have implemented when this is not what your plan is and it's not how you show, how you want to show up or who you want to be. So the question we have answered here today and we're going to deconstruct and explore is how do we navigate these situations where perhaps you are in this setting and we need to firstly look at our own emotions. How can we not feel uncomfortable? And also how do we manage our friends and family in a way that is still loving and supportive and getting them on board with your journey and maybe even being a good influence on them. So I'm really excited for this one. I know it's going to be relevant and it's going to help you. So in the house today, we have my husband, Gilan Gork, who is going to be bringing the psychology and the mindset tools that we need to understand how this happens, what's happening inside of us and what's often happening inside the other person. And I think once we understand that, we'll feel a lot more equipped to firstly handle them with a little more softness and care and of course navigate the situation a lot better and we're actually very lucky to have Gilan's brilliance here because Gilan works with high performers all over the world um, and he works on how to be a super high performer and still be deeply happy which I think is a very worthwhile mission to be working on. Yeah, so, a lot of people, and I think it's the it's true in this context as well when it comes to fitness and fat loss, a lot of people think that one has to suffer to be successful. Yes. And we don't. We can have deep happiness, uh, inner peace, and still perform at our peak in whatever context it is yes. possible. Yes, please. And exactly, same goes for fat loss. Many people think that they have to be restrictive and they have to be in pain no pain no gain in order to get results and that's we have aligned missions it's simply not true yes it's a lie (laughs) all right let's talk about what happens in these situations i painted a bit of a picture but to get into more detail we're heading into seasons where we have a lot of family time a lot of friend time and a lot of that time is revolved around eating lots of food, drinking lots of booze. And so often we can feel really conflicted and either we have very convincing friends who twist our rubber arm into having the bottle of tequila, which we actually knew that we didn't want to have. Or on the other hand, we sit there and we feel like, oh, there's so much resistance inside me here. So many people are telling me I'm not fun or I'm not, you know, what I used to be because I'm not indulging in all of the things around me. So, yeah. And so I think the goal of this episode is for us to walk away 
being equipped, knowing how do we manage our internal state and how do we potentially manage other people's internal state? Yes. And uh, I think the former, our own internal state, is the first one um, to really deal with. The most important. And, and, what, yes. and, and as you're talking, I'm, I'm also thinking, I can't wait to get into how we don't realize it, but we tend to evoke in others the exact state and the kind of persuasion that we get from them. And we're the ones, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. We're the ones who are actually creating that. Yes. So um, I'm excited to dive into it and see how we can uh, have the experience to go anywhere and have the confidence in ourselves that no matter who tries to convince us of anything, that we have the ability to uh, to escape being roped into doing something that afterwards we regret. And that that's just a nice, seamless, it's an easy experience. Yeah. And we're not left thinking, oh, you know what, it's too, it's too hard to... Uh, continue with this uh, over the festive season. I'm just going to give up because then I can just, you know, go with the flow, and that feels uh, that feels easier inside. I think that that's probably the what a lot of people tend to do. Yeah, it sabotages our progress. Sabotages, and I think that it's good to mention. I think from both perspectives. So, firstly, you know, we when we were actually prepping for this, we we, we had a moment. We were like, wow, it almost feels like. Um, eating healthy can almost be seen as a bad thing. Like people can sometimes have an extreme reaction to that. And I think understanding why people sometimes have that kind of reaction is important, which I think we should perhaps unpack first. And then at the same time, just recognizing that it is also okay to indulge over the festive season and have a bit of granny's, you know, self-sourcing chocolate pudding and have a couple of drinks and use that flexible dieting strategy to be able to include everything. So I I think it is a good time to enjoy some flexibility so we also don't have to be really rigid and I think it's about finding the balance that you're comfortable with and to to know okay when do I want to say no and when do I want to indulge a bit but going back to why this often causes a reaction in people I think is an is is a good place to start once we understand things we can see things more clearly and I think we'll have a bit more resilience and also a bit of patience with people when they do come with perhaps a cheeky comment. We won't take it as personally when we understand perhaps the mindset that that's coming from. Yeah. Just to reiterate what you've said, I think, uh, you know, having an eating uh, plan, having a, having a healthy habits is really not, like you mentioned, it's not an outrageous thing. Uh, and why do we need to feel self-conscious when we um, are going to any kind of family or friends event to think that other people might think that it's outrageous. This is, this is a story that we tell ourselves. Mm. And I think that this is especially prevalent if we are in families where food is a big thing, yes. um, where cooking is a, is a great tradition and people are very proud about their food. Um, and so you kind of feel like, what will they think when I'm not eating this because we've always eaten this? Um, and one can almost liken it to the reason why a lot of people unconsciously sabotage their own success in their careers because it's, it's a well-known thing um, that a lot of people are scared of success. They avoid success because unconsciously they wonder whether becoming the kind of person who they need to be in order to be more successful will alienate them from their friends and family. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to have to um, practice certain disciplines. They're going to have to grow personally in various ways. That, and for all of those reasons, people just feel like 
Let me just stick with what feels familiar. Yes. And this can become really problematic. And the same actually could be for food, especially around times like the festive season Family where there's any tradition. kind of traditions. Correct. Exactly. So that, and that's, I think that is the root of it and why we can feel so uncomfortable is the familiarity of having this big meal and everyone enjoying it and everyone indulging. And sometimes, as you say, I think it's the mental, the story that we're telling ourselves that actually, if you had, you know, a bite of something or you could still indulge in your own way, but you're making such a big deal out of it in your own head because you think everyone's going to be looking at you and be like, oh, she's not having as much as she used to or and often. And again, that is a story that we're saying. Yeah. So I think going to why people could feel threatened by this, saying that it's not all a story in our head. Perhaps there are people in our lives that are looking at what we're doing. And I think it comes down to them almost having a guilt around perhaps a habit that they wish that they would be you know more healthy on or that they would be controlling portions or they want to enjoy themselves and you know, they kind of want you to be part of that. Yeah. And I mean, you said why they could be threatened by that. And I don't think that in every case it's that they're feeling threatened. I think if somebody um, in your friends and family is self-conscious about their, their own habits or yes. self-conscious about their weight uh, or the fact that they're uh, overindulging, then they may, you know, as they say, um, <laughs> there's a there's a term, uh, misery loves company. Yes. Now, somebody doesn't even need to feel miserable to, to one company, but people just feel um, a little bit better if they're not the only one right, who's giving, having that extra cupcake yes, or, you know, they're so, giving themselves permission exactly. by everyone doing it. It exactly. just seems so much more Precisely. acceptable. And so, um, and especially like I know in my, in my experience, I'm known to be fairly healthy. So if I'm somewhere and if, if Gilan's having it, well, then it means that it's cool. Like, then we can have it. I know that like in my family, uh, if I'm having it, then everybody feels like they've got permission to have it yes. because then it's like deemed to be healthy and then they're not judging themselves. Yes. So so there is that element. And then there's also elements um, of where people just maybe don't understand uh, calorie counting and, yeah. and how even having that one shot could be like a hundred calories, you know, have that little strawberry lips. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, my word. Do you remember the days of caramel vodka? Oh, my word. God, I've never actually Googled the calories. was a hangover in, that, in a bottle. But, wow, yeah. between the sugar and the alcohol. But uh, exactly, you'll get these kind of comments like, ah, man, just have one. It's not going to kill you. Or, oh, don't be ridiculous. Just have it. It's not going to make you fat. And, of course, they're just throwing out these comments, not really understanding. They don't understand. They don't For them, understand. it's like, oh, it's just a little shot. Yes. And they don't realize that actually if I have three of those, that's the same as me, you know, having almost a full, a meal, full meal, you know, yes. so, they, so it may come from a place of not understanding that that is possible. Um, and, um, and then the last place that it can come from is that they may, depending on the traditions in your family or your friends, they may have put a lot of effort into cooking this meal and they may be very proud of it. Yes. Um, and they genuinely are excited for you to have some. Yes. And, um, they might be disappointed if you don't. I, I definitely resonate with that because I am a feeder, you will know, by nature. <laughs> so once I have put a lot of effort into something that I've prepared, it is difficult not to feel um, 
disappointed or not I wouldn't say offended but you can certainly feel proud and you want everyone to enjoy it and when people go back for seconds then in your in your little heart you're like yes I really did a good job so I think that can certainly come from it if people have spent a long time preparing the food and they're excited about it they can also feel disappointment and perhaps the comments could then be driven by that could be driven by that yeah yeah so a couple of things is um it could be any or, or a combination of of these reasons why you might feel some kind of pressure or why somebody might be giving you vibes or even saying things to you that um, might pull you into just feeling like, okay, I'm just going to have it because it, it, it releases us of any kind of friction inside of us. Yes. And if we just decide to do it. So just to go back to something you said, I do think that when you understand the science of fat loss, which of course is what you teach around all the calories in, out, your calorie budget, you're able to actually know, okay, if I have this, then I'm going to not have that. Yeah. Um, and, and so you could come into these occasions already knowing that you can have some flexibility. And so I do encourage, you know, and we've had previous episodes as well where we've spoken about um, the, the, the line between, now what is that edge between saying like, okay, I'll have a little bit and, or saying, no, I'm not going to have any. And yes. so we won't, we won't repeat that now. It's in, it's in previous uh, episodes. But assuming that that's out the way and assuming that you've got your mindset in, in the sense that you're not going to fall for the temptation, you know, you're not thinking, okay, I'm going to eat that whole um, pizza because that's going to make me feel happy you know yes. we've gone through that in previous episodes yeah. as well how we rely on things to make us happy let's take that off the table as well so so we're just talking now about kind of the social um or relational pressure that we might feel in yes, this situation pressure so maybe let's then just tuck into the emotional perspective so what's happening inside of us when we in that moment we're feeling that pressure and we've got that decision that now needs to be made am i going to give in am i going to do it just to make these people happy or am i now going to you know lash out at people because you know this is actually isn't aligned with what i want to do how what is actually happening emotionally in that moment so it is really important to know what drives all of our reactions and behaviors. And the answer is our emotions. Mm. We think that we're logical. You know, we think that we are, um, as humans, we believe that we're thinking creatures that feel. But actually, we're feeling creatures that think. Mm -hmm. um, it always starts with our, with, with our feelings. So there are two primary, these fundamental fears that our ego... In, and when I say ego, I mean our sense of self, wants to avoid. It's the fear of not being loved and accepted. And it's the fear of not being enough mm. or not being good enough. Mm. And we are like allergic. Our egos are allergic to those two things. We always want to feel like we're loved and accepted. We always want to feel like we're enough. Mm. And so there's various um, behaviors that, that start to um, come out in the way that we react to things to try and protect ourselves, to try and validate to ourselves that I am worthy, I am good enough, yes. that I am worthy of being loved and accepted. Yes, and I'm sort of part of my tribe. I think it goes back to a primal, on a primal level, right? Because I think you've mentioned this previously that um, not being loved and accepted means that you basically were like ousted to the tribe and you weren't going to survive. Yeah, right. it like exactly way in back in uh, way back in the day when you were in the small little tribe, uh, it's a survival tool that you obviously want to be part of that in group, yes. and this is why when we're teenagers, why do you think that social pressure is so powerful? Mm. 
Yes. It's because of that exact same thing. Right? Everyone is smoking. It's just so much easier to, you know, you're going to have a bit of... And I think when it comes to food and alcohol, it's not something like smoking, which we know is so clearly not good for us. So it's very easy to give in to these kind of things and, yeah. and see that social pressure as, okay, well, I can just... You know, exactly. Go along. So now it's since you're saying like let's go back in time. Let's not go as far back as being cavemen, right? Let's just talk about our own um, our own lifespan, our own lifetime. When we're babies, uh, we make this pretty broad generalization, even though we're not thinking of it in these terms because we literally don't even have thoughts. We're just a baby that's learning things through association. But we make this association that attention equals love. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we cry, we get attention, and that also that makes us feel safe, right? So it's all, you can see how this is all based on the same kind of thing of, of wanting to feel loved and accepted. And then, of course, when we grow older, the whole thing of feeling like we're enough starts to come in. But we, we draw this relationship between um, attention and love. So getting attention means that I have love. And when, we're, and when we grow older into adulthood, we start to develop these strategies to maintain getting attention because that makes us feel that we're loved and accepted. Mm-hmm. And so there's three broad strategies that we use. The one is being the people pleaser. The next one is being the achiever. And the third one is being the breaker. So being the people pleaser is when we um, will say yes to things. We'll say yes to people. We just want to please them mm-hmm. because so long as we feel that they're happy, we'll feel like we'll be okay. Yes. will be loved and accepted. Yes. And so unfortunately, in this context, the people pleaser is when uh, we go, okay, I know you put so much effort, okay, I'll have it. Yeah. Or, you know, we just want to make sure that we're not disturbing anything that other person, we want to please the yeah, other person. Yeah, to hell with our goals. I mean, as long as they're happy, we're happy. Exactly. We'll deal with the consequences later. And, exa- and it's just a coping mechanism. But you may find that actually what you do in anything you do in everything so if you're people pleasing in terms of having that drink or eating the thing you don't want to eat there may be other parts of your life where you're people pleasing as well at work and so on so this is really interesting of how this comes into even uh the experience that we're talking about here then you've got the achiever and as the achiever we want to we 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 know that we get positive attention when we're achieving and doing something good you know we're getting compliments Mm. we're getting validation Mm. um and the, actually, the problem is that we never know when to stop. We have to keep on doing, we have to be the best and we have to keep on being excellent. And when we're not, our self-worth, you know, not feeling good enough starts, starts to, to happen. Crumble. So, yes. you know, people who are on this journey and they're just like absolute extremists. Yes. Not only that. They're addicted to the results and the praise and love and acceptance that people give them when they get that result, you know. All the compliments just feed your ego to do more, achieve more in a yeah, work context or even in a fat loss context. Exactly. Well. And so what happens when you're the achiever and you're getting all these great results and your whole identity is built on that and now you arrive at the braai? How are other people feeling in your presence when they're eating their, you know, all of their fatty foods and you're sitting there with your with your salad. Yes, they're yeah. certainly feeling very threatened by that and feeling judged and feeling like they should be aligned with that. And I guess once once someone's judging themselves, then exactly. there's just a ton of judgment being passed around. Yeah, and it's not your and it's not our responsibility to now I gotta eat all the fatty foods to make them feel uh, 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 comfortable. This is not what I'm saying. No. So I don't want anyone to misunderstand this. I'm just saying, know what's going on here. 
potentially in other people's yeah. minds, yeah. especially if 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 um, if you're known to be the per like we had mentioned earlier. You know, people want to almost emulate you, but they also tend to feel a little bit more self conscious. If they're doing the exact opposite. Yes. Oh. I've definitely had that experience where I've gone to parties or functions or and you know, you'll be around a snack table or and people will be like, Oh, lean girl, like, are we allowed this one? And like you see them <laughs> yeah. like in the corner getting their little cupcake. And I'm like, you know, so chilled. I'm like, Of course you must have the cupcake. Let's try it. Let's have it. Yeah. But people have this perception, especially if you are on a health and fitness journey. That yeah. And if you've got siblings and there's a little bit of sibling rivalry, then of course they're gonna keep on <laughs> poking you and saying oh come on what are you you know they, they're gonna want to break you I don't know that my siblings try to do that with me you know Lance's the youngest of four so they're always <laughs> trying to test him exactly <laughs> but then there's the last strategy which is um being the breaker so mm -hmm. I mean a very simple example of this in a different context is when I was in primary school um there was a girl who I liked and I was totally friend zoned um, by the way, I'm so. I, there were girls who I liked before I met you, you know. But I was very young. I'm talking Get about when I was podcast. like ten years old. Get out! <laughs> I was ten. It was way before we <laughs> met, honey. It was way before we met. And so um, I was totally, totally friend zone. But we were good friends. And I remember um, that if I wasn't getting the attention from her that I wanted, I would start a fight with her. Mm. There was always something to argue about. Yes. You know. So. Um, even getting negative attention was better than emotionally getting than getting no attention. Mm. And so the breaker strategy is where we land up being controversial. Uh, you know, people who are contrarians. And not to say that that's a, that's a bad thing, but some, if the source of it is in order to get attention, then we may find ourselves, if that is our primary strategy, that you're at the braai. Um, and you'll be the first person to tell people why what they're eating is unhealthy. Do you know how many calories is in that chop? <laughs> <laughs> and then you can actually start to over justify yourself and almost try so hard to get other people on board and understand where you're coming from and why you're doing this and, you know, sort of back up your choices where exactly. actually you don't need to justify what it is that you're doing. Precisely. In, in, in all of these things, there is no justification. You bring up a great point that uh, we'll expand on. What's really important is for us to just become aware of what is our primary uh, strategy. Are we the people pleaser, the achiever, or the breaker? And the truth is that we actually use all of these in different contexts. Certainly, right? yeah. You can resonate with all of them. Yeah. So it's just important to know how we're showing up also impacts other people and for us to know what some of these dynamics are that are going on so that we understand what are the internal forces, especially the people-pleaser one. It can be so easy to just feel like, okay, I'm going to say yes just so that that person is happy. But it's important that whether it's the people-pleaser or whether you're the achiever, these are like almost two opposites where the people-pleaser, you want the other person to be happy and so you know, you, you're going to go ahead and do it. When, when you're the achiever, you stick by your guns and whatever and in in both of those cases, the other you 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 know you got to give yourself permission and understand that you are not responsible for how the other person feels. Yes, because regardless of which way you went, you, we can never make sure that everyone is happy. If you choose one direction, people might be happy. If you choose another direction, so I think from an emotional perspective, just wrapping up how we deal with our own emotions going forward, I think understanding 
why we feel this drive to people please or to be the overachiever or the breaker and to know that that comes from that primal fear of us wanting to be loved and accepted and to feel good enough and to feel good enough and I think in this context when we can sit back in that moment and see where that feeling is coming from to be like okay I get it I appreciate where this is coming from but actually I can just have a quiet confidence here. I can go along with what it is that I want to do, have that bit of flexibility, enjoy myself. And I'm not here to please people. I'm not here to be an overachiever either. And to rub it in their face. And to rub it in their face. to be the contrarian and tell everybody, you know. And yeah, to link back to, I think what we were saying, often it is the stories in our minds of what other people are thinking that actually make us react in a way that gets a reaction from them. So if you are feeling very on edge about eating something or not eating something, you your reaction to their maybe quite neutral comment is actually what could spur that on. Yes. And I think once we understand that and almost like I love to... Um, use the word like just softening around it because often it's that, you know, that little snide comment that comes out of your mouth because you're feeling uneasy about something. And so just take a deep breath, be like, this isn't, I'm not going to be kicked out of the tribe here. <laughs> These are my friends and family that love me. And I can still stick to who it is that I want to be. I can still stick to my healthy habits. I can practice some flexibility, maybe a bit of discipline here. And just almost let it blow over, you know? It's like any other person there, you feel like the spotlight's on you. But often because that, that's how it is in your mind. So I love that in terms of having our own self-awareness around our emotions and our thoughts. And now just wrapping up with how do we navigate some of these awkward conversations or comments that people can throw out? So firstly, once we are aware of what's happening inside of us and we start to relax, you'll find that we're not evoking or provoking mm. as much of a reaction from, from other people. But it's not to say that people won't still say, hey, come have a drink with us, you know, as you as you come in and they say, what drink can I get you? You know, and you say, oh, I'll have a diet soda or whatever. And they say, oh, aren't you going to have a gin and tonic? Well, can I get you a beer or, yes, or have a shot with us? Or they'll be like, oh, my word. And then you'll say, I'll have a Coke. And then they'll be like, oh, you're not any fun. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, again, the main thing here is that you don't, you're not responsible for how they feel. Um, and do, if if you are feeling uncomfortable inside because our ego naturally wants to feel loved and accepted and wants to feel like we're enough, um, don't let that make you reactive. Yes. Because then we start creating uh, more disturbance, you know, and, and create a bigger problem. So it really is just about being very cool, calm, and collected and um, not going into that fight or flight mode and literally just saying something as casual as um oh it looks like you guys are having a lot of fun with those shooters uh, maybe later right now i'm gonna have or um it looks like you guys are having a lot of fun with the shooters for me i'm just gonna have a coke and you say it with a smile on your face yes. you're not trying to prove anything to them yes. you're not feeling awkward like oh no i don't yes. you know yes. uh, so the more relaxed you feel inside the more relaxed 
the, the you'll make the person feel on the outside. Yes. And you may see what I did there is that I kind of added in a bit of a, I made them feel good about themselves so that just in case, that I don't want them to feel judged by me in any yeah. way. Which often I think the over justification can make them feel judged. So someone would say like, no, I'm not going to have the alcohol. I'm trying to be healthy. You know, it's got so many calories. Da, da, da. And basically you're building up a case as to why they shouldn't be having it. Yeah, I which, might say, well, I'm also being healthy, but just have one. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's not going to do anything. Yeah. And I actually, I've used this strategy as well. Um, let's say you're auntie has made this most delicious thing and there've been three desserts on display and you decided to have one. You're quite happy with your one dessert and everyone's like, no, come on, you must have some extra or whatever. Be like, oh my word, that looks unbelievable. I have to taste that. Um, and either you can have a taste or be like, could I please take it as a takeaway? That looks amazing. So you're still giving them love and appreciation and making them feel like all their hard work wasn't for nothing. Um, and then again, maybe you are going to take some home to taste or just have one bite or just taste it. So there are ways to navigate it without being so harsh. Like, no, that's too high calorie or I'm not going to have that or exactly. alternatively giving in. Exactly. When we're not over leveraging those three strategies for us to feel okay, you know, loved and accepted inside. And when we, when we understand from where they're wanting us to have it, uh, it comes from, which is what we discussed at the beginning of the episode, then we then we can please them in the sense that um, to say, wow, I can see how much work went into that. That looks yeah. delicious. And then yeah. I love your thing of, uh, I'm really full right now, but let me have it as a takeaway. Yes. And so you, you don't need to overexpand. You could say that you're full. Yes. You could say, you know what, right now I'm going to have a Coke. Yes, you just, exactly. I, another one I love is I've done so well. Thank you. It's been amazing. Like, And that's enough. You don't have to go into the detail. Yeah. So I think that if somebody does, for some reason, get really emotional and they like are coming at you. Yeah. They've <laughs> had a few too many glasses of champagne. And, and, and I don't want you to think that this is really the norm. But yeah. if somebody for some reason is just not, They're not like picking they, you, up they are insulted down. that you are not having that shooter with them. Yes. And they just will not let you alone. But you can see that they're actually getting emotional about it. Because yes. if somebody's constantly teasing you and saying, oh, come have a, you could still just remain casual and be like, nah, it's, it's good. Thank you. But, you know, <laughs> with a smile on your face. But there's a negotiation technique called labeling. It's not just a negotiation technique, but I traditionally teach it in that context. But the science has shown that when we're feeling very emotional, the moment we label and we actually say what we're feeling. It moves the activity from our brain from the amygdala, which is the emotional center, to our prefrontal cortex, which is more the logical brain. So if somebody's uh, really getting emotional, you could say, um, and not in a way that you're starting a fight with them, you just say, it sounds like you're getting really upset that I'm not having that shooter with you. Or, wow, you seem really frustrated that I'm, that I'm not having that drink. And you can, don't say it in a cocky way. You're not saying it to diss them. <laughs> like you're not saying like, why are you so flipping? You yeah. know, that's but, not what we're saying. What, what, it's a very specially destruct, um, constructed uh, a sentence. You say, wow, it seems like you're really frustrated that I'm not having that drink. And they're going to either say, yes, I am frustrated. And they're going to tell you why. And maybe there's a good dialogue there. I mean, but even just them saying it already will start to diffuse the feelings because they also feel like, okay, now you get them and yes. I don't know where that conversation will go, but you've got something to work with. Um, or they're going to say, no, I'm not frustrated. Or they'll say something and then you didn't say to them, why are you so frustrated? You're just saying it seems like or it sounds like, mm -hmm. which means that you're opening it up for them to say, no, I'm, I'm not. Yes. 
And then from there, you can navigate the situation. Exactly. But yeah. you're making them self-aware. You're just making them self-aware. You're helping them label the emotion. They feel like you now know how they're feeling. And it just diffuses that emotion and just softens it a little bit. But you're probably never really going to need to use it if you take care of the first things that we spoke about. Because yeah. then you're not going to provoke such emotional responses from people. So yeah. only when they're trying to defend themselves. Right. Um, and to their ego that wants to feel loved and accepted and feel like it's enough. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Wonderful. I think that that was a really a lot, but and I know that this episode is a little longer than usual, but I think we've given some really valuable insights there. Just wrapping up around, firstly, it's okay to still have a bit of discipline around the festive season. Secondly, it's also okay to have a bit of flexibility, enjoy yourself. And then just firstly, be a self-aware Check in with your own emotions. What kind of reaction are you maybe provoking in others based on your own emotions? Settle that down. Know that you are loved and accepted regardless of how much cake you have or do not have. And then lastly, just being aware of why sometimes people have this reaction. And once you understand them a bit more, you can also just soften around how you handle the situation. So I really hope that you enjoyed this. Thank you, babe, for sharing all of those fab insights. Um, I really hope that you girls are going to use this. I hope that you're going to implement it going into the festive season or any situation where you are perhaps faced with someone who is not on board with your fitness journey or perhaps feels a little bit uncomfortable with this new lifestyle and new habits that you're trying to implement. So I really hope that this one is going to serve you there. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Lean Girl Fitcast. I really hope that you're enjoying these episodes. If you are, it helps the podcast a ton. If you leave us a review and share this, share this with anyone that is on a fitness journey, perhaps share it with those very same people that are going to be bugging you at the party. <laughs> They're going to know what your strategy is. And P.S. If you don't follow Gilan Gork yet, please check him out on Instagram, gilan.gork at gillan.gork on Instagram. And of course, check me out as well at The Lean Girl for all things fitness, fat loss, the most delicious ways to get lean ever. Thank you for tuning in and we will catch you next week.